Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Very exciting that we're in the month of February. Uh, Because I honestly, guys, I like Valentine's Day. And I know some, you know, I get it. A lot of you single people out there, I, I was there, but I actually really love Valentine's Day. Um, and so uh, my wife and I are going to dinner. I'm very excited. I, I'm, I'm planning it right now. So very exciting. Uh, t- speaking of exciting, today's episode 173 for no other reason than that it's 173. And that's an exciting thing. And it's Friday, you guys. And my guest today, I just think the just she's great i think she's so great so and i know you guys think she's great as well so listening hours on uh our podcast platforms are up 58.2 percent, which is like crazy town guys uh i can't get over it it's so exciting so god is so good and uh thank you everybody who's been representing over there if you are listening on spotify and you are not following us yet go ahead and hit that follow button that'll really help us out thank you in advance Okay, my guest today, uh, she's a singer, songwriter. She is a drum. She is the drummer for the 11th Hour Program, and she's also one dynamite preacher. And here at Elijah Fire, we are celebrating the release of her new single, Rooftop Anthem, which you can listen to on Spotify. I put a link in the description. Go ahead and click there after this. Go ahead and listen to it. It's a great rock and roll song. It's, it's fantastic. It's very Krista. So let's give it up for my guest. My friend, Krista J. Bowling. Hey! Hello, my friend! Yeah. Okay, so I mentioned Rooftop Anthem. which I heard that. You released in January, I believe. Was it January? Yes, January 27th. Okay, so talk a little bit about that. Let's plug that a little bit. What is What what inspired you to write this song? All that good stuff. Catching me so off guard. I know. Right <laughs> I knew I was going to. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Rooftop Anthem. So it's actually one of my favorite songs I've, I've ever written. I did not know that I was going to release it as a single. I actually wrote this song uh, 2019. Wow. So it, it's, it's been a long time ago. So pre-Rona. It, exactly. Yeah. And so it, wild story. And it's just so I'll just plug this real quick since you've already put me on this path. Yeah. <laughs> so back in 2019, I had started writing a series of songs and I had I had been in like writer's block for years, I had felt like. And then all of a sudden these songs came and, you know, and it was uh, me and my drummer and we, we just got together and, and would jam and. And so I, I told him, I said, man, we need to get these songs recorded. So, I, of course, I, you know, I, I would write the lyrics and like just the main melody and then I would take it to him. And it's very odd that a guitar player and a drummer write the songs together. <laughs> and so we I was like, dude, we got to get these songs recorded. And I don't know uh, when the right time to do it is. And so the Lord made a way and he sent us out to California and we went out to LA and spent, uh, nine, nine, 10 days, something like that recorded. I had been extremely sick right before we were supposed to go like in the bed, could not get, up. had lost like 12 pounds in like two weeks. Cause I couldn't eat. I mean, it was just like a full on attack. And so supernaturally, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there going, God, 
I know you gave me these songs. Like I've got to get them recorded. And so supernaturally, I get better. Uh, imagine that God heals people. <laughs> and so I, I get better and we fly out there. Well, right before we're about to leave, we find out that another one of the wildfires had hit this surrounding area where we were going. So I'm like, my goodness, everything's already paid for. Our flights are already booked. I'm like, what, what do we do? And it was just like, we got the notification the day before he was like, everything's fine. This area is safe. It's no big deal. So we went out there, recorded the songs. Well, I had planned on releasing at least one of them the following year, which was 2020. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that the world was going to completely change. Yeah. And the Lord just told me, he was like, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. So everybody would come up to me and they'd be like, when are you going to release these songs? And I would say, when God tells me to release them. Well, after the whole, you know, whatever you want to call it of 2020 happened, at the end, I started listening to the songs again and I started picking them back up because I just kind of said, I was kind of discouraged and bummed out because I was like, man. I went through all that, yeah. recorded them, and now I can't even I can't even release them. Mm -hmm. But I started listening to them again, and all of a sudden I was like, I relate to these songs more now than I, I did that. the day that that I wrote them. And so it was just like God had me write songs for the future, and I recorded them in the past. And I'm telling you, it was just a, an an entire. Uh, supernatural just experience. And so Rooftop Anthem is somebody commented and was like, this is a very dated, dated sound. And I was like, actually, it's supposed to sound dated because uh, we were listening to some, you know, I, I'm a big rock fan. Uh -huh. yeah, and I love all genres, but I, I'm a, that's where I lean more towards. Mm -hmm. And so we were listening to this nineties rock a rock mix that I had on, on Spotify and which I follow you guys on Spotify, by the way. Aww. So uh, we were listening and I was like, this song came on just while we had it playing and my head just started doing like this. And I was like, and it just hit me. I said, I want to write a song that makes people's head do just like this. Yeah, and it does. And so we came up with the melody and then the lyrics came and little did I know that I was writing a song for now because it's all about just standing up on the highest mountain, the rooftop, whatever your rooftop is. It's getting on it and it's speaking the truth loud yeah. for everybody to hear, because yeah. when somebody's on a rooftop, you're going to get noticed. Uh -huh. You know, I mean. The Beatles did their final concert on a rooftop and and it, you know, made history, you know. And then I heard this story one time of these friends who had this other friend and he couldn't walk. And so they said, we've got to get him healed. Uh -huh. And there's this preacher that can do it. <laughs> we know he can, but they couldn't get to him. And so they said, let's climb up on the roof. Well, when they got up on the roof, they got noticed and they ripped it off right. and they got to Jesus yeah, and he was healed and made whole. So that is what rooftop means to me. And it's all about during this time. It's just like, man, who cares? Get up on the roof, rip it off. 
help people start seeing the truth, make it known. And so that I feel like that right now is our anthem and hence the name of the song. Ruth yeah. Anthem. Yeah. Well, I love, honestly, I love the story behind it because as, as a, as a creative myself, you know, sometimes there's things that you can, you can get a, a vision for something. You can get an idea for something and you, you can make an assumption. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make this and I'm going to release mm-hmm. it. And, uh, sometimes a lot of times that's true, but then there are times when certain things happen and then all of a sudden you're like, you really feel like God is actually asking you to withhold releasing yeah. that, or he takes you through a process of refinement, or he's like, to be able to sing that song or even identify with it with greater conviction, we had to go through 2020, 2021, you know, and, and, and you know, now we're in, and then 2022, I guess, um, you know, and so it's like, you had to walk through that. I think it's a really powerful message about just being obedient, even when it doesn't make sense, yeah. especially when it comes to um, creativity too, you know? Yeah. Um, and so do you have more songs that you recorded? And see, that's the good news I was going to tell everybody is there are more coming. So, Ooh. and that one, it, I said it was one of my favorites, but it's not my favorite. So my favorite is yet to be released. So just yeah just stay tuned because i mean it's it's going to get gooder and gooder yeah oh so yeah i'm i'm so, excited but thank thank you for that thank you yeah, for your absolutely. support on and that. so obviously we put a link to um spotify but is it streaming on all major platforms do you know like yeah what, what, all what? all digital platforms and also the lyric video is on my youtube channel that i just started what <laughs> <laughs> so and a lot of people ask they're like Who's Krista Jordan? Just so we know, that's my middle name. I've not changed my name. Yeah. It's my middle name. It's been it's been a part of my name since birth. That's with the J and Krista J. Well, like, yes. for so, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So anytime you look for my music, it's going to be Krista Jordan. I just wanted to clear that yeah. up. Yeah, they're like, it's an imposter. She looks like you, but yeah. Different, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. not. How exciting, yeah. Krista. Ooh, yeah. But thank you, yeah. Jeff. I'm, well, I'm just it. like, I love that you released it in 2023 and everybody that watches this regularly knows that I'm like, I mean, that's been the big thing that God has been speaking to me about this year has been about creatives yeah. and that God is releasing creativity is actually this invitation from the Lord. I heard him say on the show, meet me in the, tell, tell my people, meet me in the creativity, you know, like he's, awesome. he's pulling people into that place. And so I just love that. Like you released this track in 2023 you know and it's it's so exciting oh man See, I, I didn't even know yeah. i didn't even know that 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 had been what the lord had been speaking to you so yeah, i i'm time. just i'm just falling into that yeah there we go That's there we awesome. go all right so um we titled the show it's starting to rain which um was i guess based on a you had done you were doing your announcements at your church and you just kind of went into this yeah like signature preaching session and it was really great um but let's the just offering. Jump, yeah let's just yeah the <laughs> offering yeah so let's just talk about that um you you said you heard the lord say it's starting to rain but what does that mean and we'll just we'll just see where it goes yeah so uh it was a couple weeks ago and i was getting ready for bed and we had uh had a special guest speaker at our church and 
we had just finished up the Saturday night meeting and I was, you know, man, I was exhausted. Like I was, I was to that point where I literally could have just fell over on, on my bed. So, so I'm, I'm going, I went into my room, I'm putting my, my blanket on there. I'm getting ready. And my TV was on. I had just turned it on. Cause I like to, I like to listen to the word to fall asleep. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll turn it on some uh, usually like the victory channel or something like that. And, and sometimes I may turn it on the church international YouTube and just let it play, but I like to have something playing. And then if I fall asleep, I know, you know, what message is coming through the TV. So I turned my TV on, I'm going to, to my bed and all of a sudden I looked up. Well, you know how like, uh, on smart TVs, you get ads like on the home page for like different movies on different apps and stuff like that. Well, I looked up and there was a movie that was based on the story of Noah that was up there. And if I called the name of the movie, everybody would know it. But I just looked up at the TV and I heard the Lord, Jeff, so plain. And little did I know that that in, I was embarking on a night where he would actually speak to me audibly in my sleep all night long. And he spoke to me right before I was. I mean, I literally was doing like this to my blanket, like putting it on the bed. And he said, it's starting to rain. And the weight of those words, you know, when God says something, he doesn't have to say much. He doesn't have to talk as much as you and I do to get his point yeah. across. Thank, I thankfully. mean, he said light be and the whole world was created yeah. You know, yeah. and, and light was. And so he just told me, he said, it's starting to rain. Well, you could tell me that. And it would I would probably be like, OK, well. I didn't see that in the weather, but okay. But he says it's starting to rain and you feel the weight of it. And I was like, God, what, what are you saying? I was like, what, what does this mean? And so he immediately sent me to the scripture in Matthew, Matthew 24, 37, that says, as in the days of Noah, it said, but as in the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. And I knew what those words meant. It's starting to rain, which means we've entered a countdown now. Now, a lot of people say, oh, Chris, you're saying that God is coming back like tomorrow. Like we're on a we're on a countdown. I never said when or how long it was going to rain, Mm -hmm. but he said it's starting to rain. And so I believe and see, there's no there should be no argument. There should be no denying that we are in the end times. I didn't say we're at the end of time, but we're in end times. And I mean, it's like everything you you just you know, it's like that meme that said, I'm just looking to see what part of Revelation we're in today. Uh, (laughs) And I, I, I mean, I'm not making this up. I told my mom a while back, I said, you know, I just really wouldn't be shocked if I looked outside and saw a T-Rex walk, walk down the the street. And one day, Jeff, I promise I'm not making this up. People are going to say, you saw a dinosaur. I looked outside and there are these kids. Now, it's not October. 
There's no need for a costume or anything. And these kids are in costume and here it comes a kid in a T-Rex costume. It's amazing. And it's one of those blow up costumes. Uh, Those are hilarious. And you can't see the kids. So here's here's this T-Rex just coming down the street. Uh I was like, see, see, I told you, but I knew what those words meant. And it was like, it's, it's starting to rain. Mm. And I, and I knew I was like, well, of course, there's so much going on around us right now. It's just playing into the scripture. There's people who are wanting to play these parts in the scripture. People say, well, I don't believe that the rapture is happening soon. Well, you know, you better believe it and be ready regardless of when it happens. Yeah, that's right. You know, whether it happens tomorrow or whether it happens a hundred years from now, you need to be ready. I was watching a, a, a interview uh, with somebody the other day in the '60s, and they said they their main message was Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon, and I just I felt myself start tearing up because I was like, they were preaching that then. They, they were preaching it. I mean, that's just in the 60s, but mm-hmm. they were preaching it then. Jesus is coming soon. That means he must have spoken to them and was like, listen, I'm, I'm coming. And it became real enough to them that they started speaking it. Well, here we are in 2023. No, he hasn't come back yet, which I thank God because we've still got some work we can do here. Mm-hmm. But even back then, they were ready regardless of when he was coming then or whether he was coming later. So that's what I'm telling people today is whether it happens in 2023, whether it happens in 2030, whether it happens in 2050, regardless, you need to be ready as if it was going to happen tomorrow and be preaching the same message that Noah was preaching. It's coming a flood. And there's this ark and we're going to get on it and we're going to be safe. But I'm trying, I'm trying to give you the opportunity here. I'm trying, but no, they just, they called him crazy. They called him crazy. And what are we, what are we seeing in, in these days? We're all crazy, Jeff. Uh, we're, we're the crazy bunch. I mean, we're, you know, we're being called crazy all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and it started to make sense. I was like, that's because it's starting to rain. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's starting to rain and we're entering in to that time. And then my, uh, you know, when I said that at church, everybody started cheering. They were like, "Woo! it's starting to rain. And I said, you need to hold up for just a second right. before you start cheering. I said, those are cheerful, celebratory words. If you know you're going on that arc. Mm-hmm. I was like, those are words that would make you hide up under a table if you don't know whether you're going to be on it mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. And so, and my friend said something to me that, that, that morning that just absolutely. Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. Roxanne. Hey, Roxanne. Hey, Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne. We didn't, uh, it, it would just absolutely make you weep for the lost. And she said, she said, don't go down in history as claw marks on the side of the ark. Yeah, that was really. And heavy. I was like, oh, my gosh. And 
it's the truth. But the sad thing is, Jeff, is we have more people in danger of going down in history of being claw marks on the side of the ark mm -hmm. than we do going on the ark for sure. Yeah. And so that's kind of right now until the Lord tells me otherwise. That's my message right now is it's starting to rain and you need to get it together, man. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You need to start getting your act together. And you say, well, I know Jesus. I, I know Jesus. I, I know that I'm going on the ark. Okay, great. Let's bring other people on it too. Mm -hmm. Because right now, we're not, we don't seem to be doing a real good job of, of racking those numbers up. Hmm. And, and we need to be more conscious of that and quit being, even though we're, you know, that you're going, you know, I know that I'm going because right. it's like people say, okay, well, what is the ark in our time? Well, the ark in our time is the, the coming of the son of man, mm -hmm. the coming of the Lord. How many people do you want to take with you? You know, I, I remember being in, in children's church when I was little and we would have the, these competitions and it was like, whoever can bring the most kids gets a bicycle, you know? And wow. so I know <laughs> yeah. we actually, that actually happened and I won. Oh my goodness. Wow. I brought all my cousins. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're coming to church. And so I, I won the bicycle, but and, and this is not a competition, though, between the body of Christ. Like mm -hmm. we need to be. It's like we're we're going to to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and whoever can bring the most with you, they all get to eat too. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to eat. You get to eat. I get to eat. They get to eat. And but we don't seem to have that as the main thing mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. The main thing anymore is not how many people we can bring. It's how many views we can get on a, on a channel. Yeah. It's how many likes we can get on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. how many likes we can get on Facebook. It's how many people comment, how many comments we can get. And we spend all of our time and our effort in, into making things uh, just elaborate and great. And that's wonderful because a lot of, of the world we live in is eye driven. They're yeah. driven by the eye gate. They want mm -hmm. it to look good. So I say go for it. But when you get on that beautiful platform, you get on a beautiful stream such as this and everything looks awesome. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm -hmm. I heard a minister say that one time. He said, keep the main thing, the main thing. And this is the reason why God gives us platforms such as this. This is the reason he gives us the resources to do these things is so that we can rack up those numbers to take with us. Yeah. And we don't need to lose sight of that yeah. because it is starting to rain. Yeah. And I think too, it's interesting that you bring up, um, you know, I think, I mean, for years we've heard, oh, we're in the end times. And when you say that, when someone says that throughout history, um, specifically in the 20th century, when you say that yeah. people go, oh, okay, that means within the next five years. And yeah. I'm like, I I've been thinking about that a lot and going regardless of how long it is. Cause I, I do believe I would say I I'm in agreement with you. I, I do believe that we're in the end times, but right. how, 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 how long that is, yeah, how long is, is it that? for me to decide, you know, um, 
I, I, I've, you know, especially as I've seen people giving a prophetic word from the sixties, for example, like, Oh, he's coming soon. And, and there's an, un, there was a general understanding or belief that it was going to be within the next five years or 10 years, maybe, you know? Um, and it obviously has been a lot more than that. And I've been like, you know, it's very possible that it's a lot longer, but regardless of the time we should conduct ourselves in a way that we're ready whenever and we should exactly. be, have, have a hunger for the lost and and um you know that's been a big prayer for me is is an increased um heart for the lost i've always had a heart for the lost but an increased one and i do feel just through talking to a lot of different people krista that there's this kind of it's an exciting time but there's a head there's a there's kind of this sobering kind of yeah. heaviness as well like like dude be holy as the Lord, your God is holy. Right. And I've been really feeling that, you know, and, um, you know, even in those moments when I think, Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm like, you know, like there's, there's the Holy spirit is always quick to go. Really? Okay. Well, what about this? You're like, yeah. All right. Well, okay. We'll put a pin in what I just said. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, I, and, and that's become such a, I, it's just become such a, a a passion of mine here lately. And, and I've always believed in getting people saved. And I've always believed in, in leading people to the Lord and, and ministering to people. But here lately, I'm like, man, we've got to step it up. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to, because, and we need to do a better job of it because I was like, I told the, the church the day that the Lord gave me that message I was like, we're not, we're not doing, a, we're not being a very good representation of the body of Christ right now. And our numbers headed to that ark are dwindling down. We may have had a good group up there for a little while and we, we may have had, had a multitude of people going, but I feel like because we didn't keep it up and we didn't keep, we, we got them there, but it's just, we're not, we are not doing, we're not walking in love to the best of our ability. Now, this is, this is a word to the entire body of Christ. No matter what, what part of the fivefold ministry you're in, no matter what you were called to do, we are not doing a, a good job of, of representing who Jesus actually is and the different positions that he's called us to be in. We're not, we're not being a very good example for him. We got everybody excited where we've got everybody fired up. Now it's time to minister to them. It's time to keep them there. But, but no, it's like we let the excitement die down, but not realizing that the most exciting part of all is where they're going to end up. Like, Okay, we got them with us. This is great. Okay, now what is our main goal? Our main goal is that you keep them in the things of God. You keep them moving towards the ark constantly. You keep them moving. That was the word last year that God gave my dad was get the people moving. You've got to get them moving. And I feel like either we let ourselves get get tired, get discouraged, get bogged down, whatever the case may be, I'm seeing that the body of Christ is letting we're we're just letting it 
it go down the drain. All the work we've done for the last last two years, last two and a half, we're letting it die. Well, we this is this is not good. Mm. I mean, there's there's no other thing to say. This is not good. We're losing people. Yeah. We're losing them left and right. Why? We're not keeping the main thing, the main thing anymore. Mm. It's a, you know, I told my niece this the other day and the Lord is really using her. My oldest niece He's really using her powerfully in worship right now. And, and she's just doing such a phenomenal job. And, and I told her this the other day, I said, if I could give you any, any advice at all, I said, it would be this, you're in ministry for two reasons. You're either in it to change lives or promote yours. And I said, you need to figure out which one that you're in it for. And if you find out you do it and you got to be real, real honest with yourself. You really do. You can't just say, oh no, I'm, I'm in it to change lives. No doubt. But yet everything you do looks like you're in it to promote yours. Mm -hmm. You need to really do a heart check because if you're in it to promote your life, just because this is the cool thing to do and to get on a live stream and this attracts viewers and all this, you are in the wrong business. Yeah. You might as well just be at every other Instagram influencer, mm -hmm. every other TikToker, whatever you know, whatever you want to do. But if your, your main thing should be, you know what? I've got to get as many people and no matter what it costs me, no matter what it takes, no matter how much money I gotta, I gotta use to keep these streams going and all this, I've got to take as many people on that arc with me as possible. Mm and we need to really and i'm i'm not just i'm not talking to just just everybody right now i'm talking to people who are ministering i'm talking to people who are on praise and worship teams i'm talking to people who volunteer in the church i'm talking to the people that clean the church man you have got you clean that church so that people have a nice place to go so that they can get saved and that they can go with you and we're not, as the body of Christ, we're not doing it justice at the moment. Mm. And like you said, this is a real sobering time. It's a real sobering word. But you know what? Enough is enough. Mm. We have, we've got to put that back out front again to bring the lost in. We've got to quit being so blame judgmental over everything. We've got to, to quit quit downing other people. We've got to quit. You know, man, Richard Roberts said something the other day that absolutely resonated with me. He said, the world, he said, everybody says, oh, the world hates each other. The world is divided. He said, man, the world is the strongest entity there is. He said, they, they may backbite and talk against each other, but when it comes time to fight, they walk out arm in arm with each other mm -hmm. and they're ready to take you down for each other. They're, they're stronger than, than the body is. The body of Christ fights more than any, anything, any other group in this world. We fight over doctrine. We fight over music. We Give fight the gifts. Prophecy, all that stuff, yeah. We fight over everything. Yeah. And it's like, dude, when did this become about who's right and who's wrong? 
When did it become about these things? It should be about taking as many people to that ark with us as possible, Mm -hmm. no matter how you got to get them there. Yeah, you know, on. the Lord calls and we've talked about the fivefold ministry on here. The Lord calls the fivefold ministry to go out and do different things. You know, you can reach people that I can't reach. Mm-hmm. I can reach people that you can't reach. Different ministers that you have on here can reach people that I can't reach yeah. or that you can. That's why we all have our, our time slots on here. Mm-hmm. We all have our own shows because we can, the Lord has placed something in each and every one of us to reach somebody specifically. Yeah. And that person could end up changing the world, could end up changing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. As long as we keep the main thing, the main thing, then we'll reach that person. Yeah. Well, your dad gave a great prophecy, released a great prophecy on Elijah streams yesterday. And all of us backstage were just like, yeah, 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 you know, and it was, it was basically about like in, in the, the days ahead, God is going to be using who he wants to use. And it could be people that you're offended, that their appearance offends you. It could be somebody right. who's tattooed or uh, has piercings or someone who's out of the LGBTQ lifestyle uh, right. that God has redeemed. Um, and that's something that honestly, Krista, that, um, you know, we've been talking backstage that we have a big burden for is, is we want, we really want to pull in those people and just bring them on and have them tell their testimonies about how God yeah, radically transformed them. So be on the lookout for that guys. Uh, you know, it, cause I just feel a really big burden for them. I'm like, we need, we need people to just come on and testify about what God has yeah. done in their lives. They don't have to be someone who's like, you know, has a crazy preaching gift. That's, you know, you know what I mean? Like right. you, you have your place and you're a regular and you come on and we rely on, we know you're a mature believer, but like, we need to bring on people who are that's just right, like, they come on, what, it could be a one-off. Somebody comes on and I just feel <laughs> a real right. burden. There's like, yeah, I used to be a, like we're looking at somebody right now who's she used to she used to be a she used to live life as a as a man and and God redeemed her she's a biological female God redeemed her and oh, uh, you know and so I'm just like we're we feel a really big burden about that of just like I don't care what kind of flack I get you know That's like right. just the other day I posted a reel about the importance of community and it right. got a bunch of dislikes you know it's just like. All right, people are like upset about that, I guess, you know, but, um, you know, so it's just like, I just don't care, you know, um, no, man. and so, that's where we've got to get to yeah. is the place where we don't care. Yeah, we, we don't care. You know, it, Jesus said that if they persecuted him, they're going to persecute us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so somebody came up to me the other day and they said, how can how can somebody just just turn on you like that or or how can because they had had a, a situation happen to them they said how how can somebody just lie lie to your face how can somebody do this and i said how could they look at jesus to his face and call him blasphemous hmm. i said how how could they do that looking the man himself in the face love itself god in the flesh the word made flesh and call him uh, a false teacher they, they called him blasphemous. How could they do that? So we can't expect anything less to happen to us. I mean, they're, they're going to. And you can't get offended when they do. But you've got to get to the place where you don't care. Yeah. You literally, you know, I asked my, my seven-year-old niece who is eight years old today. Happy birthday, Mo. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, you know, 
I said, Mo, I said, let me, I said, let me ask you something. I said, there, there's some people out there that think we're, we're crazy. I said, they think we're pretty crazy. I said, well, what's your, what's your advice on that? She said, ignore it and move on. (laughs) Now that's a child. Ignore it and move on. So other, you know, like, like you said, you don't care how much flack you get. You know, I'm going to say what I want to say and I'm going to, I'm going to speak what I want to speak and I'm going to live how I want to live, Mm -hmm. which is I'm going to live free. (laughs) I'm going to live not in offense. And, and you've got, of course, in the confines of the word of God and how he wants us to live. But Jesus didn't care, man. He, he didn't care how he spoke to people. He, and everything was in love. And when he called people a brood of vipers, when he flipped the tables over, he, he didn't care. And he caught flack for it big time. They hated him. And it didn't come from the world. It came from the religious leaders and the religious church. But he knew the message he had to get across. And he got it across, but they hated him. So you got to remember when people talk bad about you and people spread lies and they spread rumors or whatever, you can't let yourself, number one, be shocked. Yeah. Should have known it was coming. You should have known it was coming the whole time. If you, if you are speaking, he said, they will treat you bad because of my name. They, yep. they will do this because of me. But you number one, you cannot be shocked, but then number two, you can not afford to get offended. Yeah, come on, don't get offended and be like, I can't believe they said that about me. they're going so to mean. say what they yeah. want, <laughs> they're going to, anyways. Yeah, and you, you've got to just ignore it and move on and keep moving because Jesus's motive in the scripture, and that's what I was getting to. His motive for everything he said to those people was, how can you escape hell? Hmm. It was all about their souls. He didn't want them to go to hell. And so he spoke the truth. He spoke it, but he spoke it boldly. But it was all because he loved them so much that he did not want them to go to hell. So what, whatever you and I have to endure to get the truth across, yeah. We're going to go through persecution. Uh, and that's just the way it is. Now, there will come times of, of peace, but then there's times of persecution also. And don't be shocked when it's from religious people. Don't be shocked when it comes from the church and not the world because they, they did the same thing to Jesus. Yeah, You have to be at peace knowing what the word of God says, that you're speaking it. Do a heart check. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're speaking it in love. And making sure that you're speaking it with the main thing, the main thing to bring as many people with you. But man, just just know, be at peace and know that you're in good company yeah. because they did the same thing to Jesus. Yeah. And I, look, I'll, I'll be completely real. I think the biggest area for me uh, that I had to get over was people, what was like the world is going to be, I, you kind of get, you kind of prepare yourself for mean. They're mean the already. I've been, I've been, I've been called a moron. I've been called all kinds of like worse things. Um, and it doesn't phase me, but what I had to really get over was people that were coming in the name of Jesus that 
were supposed to be loving. And then they came and they said mean things like that was the area that I had to overcome. That was the hardest for me. And I'm just being real, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact of like what Chris is saying is true that um, if you are, if you are, you know, you're in a right place with the Lord, you've done a heart check, like you need to keep moving forward. And that's, that's the right. important thing is not retracting when something, when you do feel, Ooh, that one, uh, that felt like a little bit like a shot across the bow. It was a little too close for comfort. You know, right. uh, someone says a mean comment or whatever it, it, to not about face and turn the other way and show your back, but to go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, even if it takes you a moment to go, okay, God, you said this, you said this, you said this. That's why it's so important to remember what God has, what was, has spoken yeah. to you. If you've been given prophetic words, guys, and you're not writing those things down and you're not reminding yourself of those, like Paul said to Timothy, by recalling the the words spoken over you, you can wage a good warfare. That's why it's so right. important. If you guys, if you are not, if you're not being a good steward with those prophetic words, God has already spoken to you. Like, you know, it's like, it's like if I, Chris, if I gave you, hey, here's a car, I'm going to let you borrow my car. And you're like, okay, sweet. And then you just like trash it. You leave it somewhere. You get, you leave the keys somewhere. You give the keys to someone else. I'm like, where's my, where's my car? I don't, I don't know. I just kind of like, whatever. Can I borrow another one of your cars? I'd be like, uh, go find the other one first, you know? And, uh, (laughs) and then also no, you know? So it's like, so I think it's really important to be a good steward of the things, especially in this hour we're in you guys, that if God has given you a specific vision on something or a word, even if it doesn't make sense, catalog it guys get a journal and catalog it date it like it's so important so important like what you're hearing help us continue to make elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible to get behind this ministry visit elijahfire.com slash give now back to the show so you know my my message today is not so much for the lost people because lost people are going to do what lost people do Mm -hmm. sinners do what sinners do they sin they don't know no better that's why we're trying to rescue them from that my my message today is to the people who claim jesus as their lord and savior but get on comments and they start trash talking each other do you realize that there are people from the world that jump on these things man and they're like look at these idiots like look why would i want any part of this and we're, we just, we do like this to each other in, in streams and comments and, and everything. And we just get on there and it's like, you know what? I don't see anything about anymore. But when, when arguments happen, I don't see anybody in the comments going, you do realize that we're turning non-Christians away, right? You do realize that, that we're, they're, they're looking at us going, what in the world would, do I want with what they have? Like I get into enough fights in the world. Why do I want to get into it with that? I mean, honestly, we're not looking any better than the world at this moment. The only thing is that we're going to heaven and not hell. If you, if you didn't make it to tomorrow that you have a promise to be in heaven. But right now, Jeff, I honestly feel like if the body of Christ, if the rapture happened at this moment and we all got there, the multitude of us would be like, whoa, yeah, we're here. We're ready to party. And we would turn around and Jesus would go, sit down. (laughs) 
sit. We're having a talk right now. You're all sitting at the kids' table. Yeah, and we don't you're want not that. getting lamb and you're not getting hummus. You're not getting this. You're sitting at the kids table and the best we can do is honey nut Cheerios for you right now. Uh, yeah. Or bread and water. And and that's the way. And it's it's funny, but you know, it's true. Yeah. You know that this is the I told somebody this the other day. I said, I am so glad that I have the relationship that I have with God and the one that I found and the God that loves me. And that even though I, I mess up from time to time, he's there. I can come to him. I know yeah. I can talk to him when there's something going on. He's my best friend. I'm glad I have found this God who doesn't make me sick. He doesn't hurt me. He doesn't kill me to teach me a lesson. He doesn't do these things because if I was just going by the God that the church is presenting at the moment, the majority of the church, not all of them, but the majority, this one, Oh, I wouldn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. And I, I even, I started tearing up the other day talking to my mom. And I said, I said, I know you're my mom. I said, but thank you for pastoring Church International. I said, because if you didn't, I said, I don't know where I would go to church. Mm. I said, because I, I wouldn't feel welcome anywhere else. I, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel like I was at home anywhere else. And that is to our shame yeah. as a body that we have not. And that's why the move, that's why this, this new Jesus revolution movie that's coming out. Every time I see the trailer, I just weep. Yeah. It's I'm, exciting. Like, yeah. I'm like, man, that's what we need right there. We need, uh, when he said, you know, I, I was listening to the interviews of, of the real people and they said that, if if the church was going to turn these barefoot, dirty hippies away yeah. because they were going to mess up the shag carpet, he said, rip it out. He said, and throw the chairs out of the church. He said, and we'll sit on the floor, yeah. on the hard floor. And then they realized they needed a bigger church. Mm -hmm. But see, and then people take that to the extreme. Religion starts taking that and they go, well, you're just talking about tolerating people's lifestyles. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, come as you are, just come, just come. That's all Keeping I'm asking. The main thing, the main thing. That's yeah. what it is. Keep, yeah. keep the main thing, the main yeah. thing, but come just as you are, mm -hmm. do whatever you're bound up in, come, but leave changed. Mm, and that, so it's not a, it's not a tolerance message. And I've said this on Elijah fire before. Mm -hmm. It's not a tolerance message. It's a deliverance message. Yeah, and we've let that slide and we've let that slip. And we're back for, I feel like for maybe a year and a half, two years, we were just all like, man, we're going to, we're going to start a, a revolution in this world. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to see lives changed. We're going to see people coming out of darkness and all this. And now we can't see that anymore because we're too busy fighting and backbiting against each other. And the world is just looking at us going, Mm, you know what? I'm at more peace over here. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm good. I, I'm on. Uh, um, I'll and stick with my psychedelics or my whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you tell them, uh, 
well, I want you to come to the ark with me. They'll be like, you know what? I'm going to be busy when that happens. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then they end up being a claw mark on the side of that ark because when it does happen, they realize what they needed the whole time. But then that's to our shame that we didn't present a pathway to the ark for them. Yeah. You know, man, I, I've got people and, and you said something on the last stream, I believe that, that we did. And it stuck with me. You were talking about the man who you heard praying and he just like was dropping like some serious cuss words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you were like sitting there going like, God, should I say something? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it was a, it was a friend of mine. He was uh, yeah. ministering in, in, in Ireland. Yeah. And, and, and the yeah. Lord told you don't. Yeah. Because his heart was pure. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you can, you can interject and, and say, if I'm telling that wrong, but yeah, that, so it was, that it was story, a friend of mine telling his story of him in Ireland. And so he was telling me the story yeah, of what okay. happened and, and it was him, him that was going, you know, like he just was smiling the, the whole time because he saw the genuineness of their hearts. Right. You know, yes. and yeah. And that, but that story stuck with me. Just, mm -hmm. just that one part about don't just just don't because yeah. their their hearts were pure. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, you're going to see if we do this thing right and we do this thing the way God intended on us to do it. Look, people forget that the disciples came from the world. Mm -hmm. They didn't come from the church. Yeah. The the Lazarus generation that everybody says, oh, the Lazarus generation is coming to life. They're going to come out of that grave. It ain't the world. Yeah. The Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Lazarus was his friend. The Bible calls him his friend. It was a man that Jesus loved was Lazarus. And they, they knew each other well. And so Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. But when he died, Everybody goes, oh, well, he came back to life, you know, and Jesus called Lazarus come forth. But it was everybody nowadays, they say, they say, oh, that's, that's the world. Bless their hearts. They're coming. They're going to come in their grave clothes. I'm like, you can't be shocked that it's people coming from the church that are bound in grave clothes Whoa. and that, that you thought was a hardcore believer and they're coming up and they need to be loosed. But the disciples were tax collectors, cussing fishermen, mm -hmm. people that would cut people's ears off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, was like, yeah. Zealots. Yeah. I mean, just, just go, you know, watch my favorite show and, and you'll figure this out. But yeah. you've got these people who dropped everything because they were grateful. They, they found pure love. They found somebody who didn't judge them and he didn't tell them to to cut their hair he didn't tell them to quit wearing what they were wearing he didn't say quit doing this quit doing that he just said come and follow me yeah come and follow me and yeah. we've talked about this before on an episode that maybe these people are bound up when they get saved and maybe they don't get delivered just straight overnight man but their hearts are to find Jesus and to seek after Jesus. And this is the message we need to start preaching is that, dude, you don't have to. Now, I didn't tell you you got to quit. You got to quit drinking. 
I didn't tell you you got to quit smoking. I didn't tell you you got to cut your hair. All I said was, why don't you come and, and follow Jesus with me? Why don't you come and do that? Just, just get saved. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just wouldn't you rather just not go to hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> just get saved. But then these people experience yeah. something they've never experienced before. Something the alcohol couldn't give them. Something the drugs couldn't give them. Mm -hmm. Something that sex couldn't give them. Something that they just could not find anywhere else. And so they start pressing in as hard as they went on alcohol, drugs, lust, whatever. As hard as they went in the world, they started going that hard for Jesus. And you will watch before your eyes everything start falling off that don't belong yeah. in their life. But we've got to make that available for everybody instead of just saying, okay, listen, I want you to come on the ark with me and I want you to get saved because Jesus is the greatest thing and Jesus is the best decision you'll ever make and all this. But listen, I need you to take that leather jacket off right here because that's not going to fly in my church. I need you to um, not put as much hairspray in your hair. I need you to um, before now, before you come to church, you're going to have to quit smoking. Like you're going to just have to quit. You're going to have to stop. If I ever see you take another drink again, like that today is the day that you need to stop. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, like the rules this is ridiculous yeah you're not presenting a very yeah, legal very legalism yeah yeah you're yeah you're bound up in legalism and mm -hmm. religion and you're not presenting a very loving jesus to them yeah jesus will change them it's a, it's just our job mm -hmm. to show him to them that's our job he'll change it my favorite phrase over the last year that I tell people all the time is let him sort the fish. Hmm. He will sort them. <laughs> he'll sort them out. He'll sort, he knows their heart. He'll, he'll sort the fish out. It's just our job to present him the way he is yeah. to the lost yeah, come and on. take as many people with us as possible. But Jeff, it's got to start within us, man. Yeah, it really does. It's got to start within the church. If we don't love each other and we're the ones who are for sure going to heaven mm -hmm. and we're the ones that are for sure on the pathway to the ark, we're the ones that have been delivered from, from every, anything and everything. And we know the grace and the mercy of Jesus. One time grace was extended to you. One time grace was extended to me. How do we come to, what do we lend our ear to for so long? And how do we find ourselves in a place that we forget that grace and mercy that was extended to us, that we don't extend it to other people? But we've, it's got to start. You would think we would be the ones who would love each other the most. If the world stands arm in arm with each other, then why you would think that we would be an even stronger wall together, but we're not. Yeah. And this is why we're not taking anybody with us at the moment, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all we're taking with us is the ones we've gotten so far. Yeah. 
it's like, it's like we're not gaining anybody new, but yet we preach and we preach and we stand up there and we say, we say, you know, we're, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where this is this is wrong. Where we're ready to take our country back. We're ready to do this. We're ready to see revival and all this. Well, revival actually means a change in something. It means a change uh, or a an improvement of a condition. That's what it means. We yeah. need revival amongst ourselves yeah. right in the yeah. body because we yeah. need to improve these conditions that yeah. we're in. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't mean like if you, if you just go back to the way things were uh, pre 2020, um, because things are really starting to go that direction, you know, yeah. there's a lot of new uh, information coming out about certain things that happened during that time that shows that things weren't actually the way they seemed, you know? Yeah. Um, and so people are like, Oh good. We can just go back to the way things were. You don't want that. You guys, especially if you're, yeah. if you're talking about revival, think about what it means to revive something. Right. You don't revive right. something unless it's dead. And yeah. so, um, I, if we just go back to the way things were while still saying we want revival, we want revival. We really need to look really, really, really look inwardly and go, so am I just going back to the way things were? Cause I just want safety or comfort or, uh, you know, am I, are there things within me that need to change, you yeah. know, and really analyzing that. And so I think a lot of times, Krista, when people hear a message like this, they're like, Whoa, Krista's being mean. And, Oh, let's go back to the, you know, wh whatever this person or whatever. And, and I honestly, I love messages like this because, you know, you could look at it and go, Oh, Krista, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. There are people doing this. Yes, there are people that yes. actually are winning souls. Yes, there are people that are speaking the truth. Yes, there are. But my my attitude is this, and guys, I quote this verse a lot, but it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it's so convicting and it's so like it it takes the mirror and it spins it on yourself. And it's first, uh, it's uh, Psalm one thirty nine verses twenty three and twenty four. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So that's the appropriate response to a message like this is, is yeah. to not sit there and be like, you know what, you know, and your flesh gets in the way and you go, oh, I want to just try and insulate from hearing yeah. this message. I want to try and insulate it and then go back to, you know, things being hunky dory. And it's like, if you're being convicted by this, the appropriate response is, is that verse that I just read is, is, is search me, God, and know my heart, test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Like that's the most heartfelt prayer I can yeah. think of to towards the yeah. Lord. Because the goal is not to maintain where we are, but to become conformed greater and greater to the yeah. image of Christ. You know, and so that that's the goal. And so we should be taking a message like this and really allowing that mirror to spin on ourselves and go, where are the areas where where were my blind spots, Lord? Where are the areas that I need to be more conformed to Your image? Give me a heart for the lost, Lord. Give yeah. me more wisdom and revelation in regards to this, Lord. You know, so yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. And I really feel like that is the appropriate response to a message like this. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and, and one of the greatest stories of, of all time of, of Jesus's love and not, and not just the fact that he died in the most awful death that anyone could ever imagine. And with no guarantee that any of us would would accept him as Lord and Savior. Right. But he did it because he loved it for God so loved the world. 
But one of the most beautiful is the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Hmm. And people, people just say, oh, she was an adulterer. No, you forget the scripture of she was caught in the act. You don't have to use your imagination much. The woman was caught and drugged from that moment when she was caught out in the open. So you can imagine just what she looked like at yes. the moment. Yeah. And she she's drugged out there. And t- yeah. Yeah. Just completely and totally. I mean, you want to talk about one of the, probably the most humiliating moments yeah. of somebody's life was right then. And because I guarantee you, she knew what she was doing was wrong. They had all been taught that. And so, but they drug her out and they, and they put her in front of everybody and they were going to kill the woman, stone her do, uh, and kill her in front of everybody and her in that, that state. And then Jesus walks up and Jesus walks up and just, this is just in my, my terms. I'm not reading it straight from the scripture. I do have the Bible right here, but he, he walks up and they're telling, they're telling him, you know, This is what this woman did. Didn't you see what she did? You know the sin she was in. And so we're going to kill her because that's what the law says. We're going to kill her right here in front of everybody, in front of everybody, because that makes it better. And Jesus just said, okay, um, who here has sinned? (laughs) It's almost like you can just see him be like, I mean, yeah, I mean we've we've sinned. Jeez, and Jesus, gosh, yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, okay, Jesus, we've sinned, but we've never been caught in this act. Uh-huh. We've never done this. We've caught someone like, else in the act, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he he just simply said, "Well, then he who's without sin, throw the first one." Knowing good and well, he's the only one standing there without uh-huh. sin. Yeah. And that's what he said. And he picked her up, raised her back up, brought brought her out of her shame and just told her, just, just go, just don't sin anymore. I, I mean, he just lifted her head. He just raised her back up and the most humiliating, shameful part of her life. And she was about to die in that state. Mm-hmm. But love walked on the scene, real yeah. love, real compassion. And he said, I won't kill you. I won't hurt you. Just let me raise you back up. Let me clean you off. And then you just go and sin no more. Well, that that changed that woman's life. Not only was her life saved, but I guarantee you she never found herself in that position again. And that is the Jesus that the body of Christ should be presenting to the world right now. But the sad thing is, is we're bringing our own people out in front of everybody and trying to expose them and saying, stone them, stone them, just like Saul did Stephen. Before until finally Jesus had to show up and say, Saul, why do you persecute me? Why why do you do this? And you know, it says that Saul thought he was doing God a favor. Like that's the moral of the story, is that he thought he was doing the work of God by killing and persecuting these Christians. 
And so he just kept doing it and kept doing it till he stoned Stephen while Stephen was preaching about Jesus. And he was out there preaching just because he didn't like what he was saying. He was, they stoned him and they killed him until finally they, he reached a point where God showed up and said, Saul, why do you persecute me? And it became, it shook him so much to his core that it changed his identity. Mm. It changed his whole identity when he experienced, Saul had to experience Jesus for himself, for himself to be a new creation. And that's the man who tells us if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Because when he experienced the real Jesus, not the one that he thought he was doing a service, not the one that he thought he was that he was presenting to the church and to the world. When he met the real one, real love, real compassion, he said, he just simply said, why, why, why do you do this to me? Why do you persecute me like this? By stoning, basically what he's saying is by stoning your own people, by stoning people who are preaching me. Why are you doing this? And the man, when he experienced Jesus for himself, he gave his life to the Lord, said that the shortest sinner's prayer we ever have record of. He just said, he just said, Lord. But he acknowledged him as Lord at that moment. And when he did, it changed the whole man's identity and he became a new creation. And that's what the church has got to do right now. The church, before we can minister to the world, we've got to quit bringing our own people out in the middle and stoning them yeah. and, and flogging them publicly just because we may not agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I can't to be scrolling through social media and see friends of mine talking about a different minister mm -hmm. or, or making fun of them or memes about a, a different minister. It just makes me, it, it grieves me. Yeah. Because same. I'm like, just because you don't agree with what they're saying, don't be Saul and Stone Stephen. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself in a position where you are a Saul and you go, maybe I've had tendencies of Saul. And I'm not talking about legitimately killing a, a, a minister, but verbal abuse is, is the worst because yeah. life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. You can make or break somebody with your words. And we need to find out, have we found ourselves in this place at some point? Because if we do, we need a radical encounter yes. with the master himself mm -hmm. and true love and compassion so that we can step up on the scene when the churches, people in the church are stoning people in the world and we can raise them up and say, we love you. We love you and we're going to pray for you and we're going to help you just go and sin no more. Yeah. And you watch people radically get saved and turn their life to Jesus. But this Jesus revolution that's coming and it's coming, mm -hmm. which I, I am most definitely going to be straight up in the middle of when it comes before it gets here. We need to have a Jesus revolution amongst ourselves and amongst the church and the body itself so that we can take as many people with us of all shapes and sizes, 
of all different colors, of all, I mean, you want to talk about the coat of many colors. We need to start looking at that and we need to start seeing that and call for that to come in. And we need to be the speckled and spotted flock. We need to be, there's strength in the speckled and spotted and we need to be that. And how we get there, it's going to take a revival and improvement of our condition in mm-hmm. the body of Christ because our message should be it's starting to rain. Yeah. Whew. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, man. That was really good. Really good. All right, Krista, um, why don't you just go ahead and pray for the people and close this out? Well, Father, Lord, I thank you today. Lord, I thank you for this program. I thank you for everybody that's involved in Elijah Fire. Lord, thank you for raising them up for such a time as this, Lord, to speak the truth, Lord, in in boldness and proclaim your word. Father, right now, I ask, Lord, that you let the words that were said today, Lord, sink deep in the hearts of those that are listening. Lord, if they have to go back and they have to re-listen, Lord, that you give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church at this hour. Lord, we know that it is the end of times. And so, Lord, we, we need to start bringing these people. And, Lord, we need a revival amongst your church. Father, we need a revival. We need the arm working with the leg. Lord, we need the feet working with the hands. We need everybody during this time. So, Lord, I ask you that it, that if it has resonated with people today in their hearts and they say, Lord, I need to get free of this religion. I need to get free of this legalism. I want to be free. Then, Lord, just like you said to Lazarus, you said, Lazarus, come forth. So right now in Jesus name, by, by the authority, Lord, that you have given me, Lord, to speak your word and to proclaim your word, you gave me your name. So Lord, on your authority, I call for that Lazarus generation within the church. And I said, Lazarus, come forth. And right now we loose you and we let you go from this. And from this day forward, you are free. You are a new creation. And we send you out now with the word of God, proclaiming his love, his freedom, his grace, and his mercy. And that you begin to wake up other people that you speak to. You begin to to speak words that could only be from the master himself. Let him fill your mouth with good things. Let him fill you with his compassion for the lost. That you would, that those that are listening would just sit and they would have an overwhelming desire to start calling their friends and their family back into the kingdom. But Lord, that they would do it with your love and with your compassion and that they can actually show the grace and mercy of you. Lord, the one that you showed us, Father, that day that you stretched out your hand and pulled us from the miry clay. Lord, that we are able to show and extend that same grace and mercy to others to pull them to you so that they can make a difference during this time. Now, Lord, I thank you for the people that don't know you. Lord, the ones that just might come across this stream just because it looks cool. Lord, I ask you right now that you start resonating with them. And if that is you, 
I want to tell you how you can make the best decision you could ever possibly make. And that's to make Jesus, the Jesus that I know, the one that saved me, the one that, that delivered me, the one who kept me alive when I felt like I didn't have any hope. The one that keeps me at peace when things around me seem like it's going chaotic and, and nothing seems to be going right. The one that gives you that is true love and true acceptance and true deliverance. And it's as easy as this. And you know, that same man that I talked about that was persecuting Christians and that he, he met the Lord on the road to Damascus and he changed and became a new being. He taught us exactly how to pray the greatest prayer you could ever pray. And all you have to do is just say, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And just to say something else, you say, now take my life and do something with it. And Lord, I thank you that we are now all in the same family that we're going to the ark together. And Lord, right now I call those in from the north, south, east, and west. Lord, that we begin to see that great army that we have called for for so long to come with us. Lord, of all different shapes and sizes, all different colors, all different backgrounds, because we are your, we're your army. We're the ones you have chosen for such a time as this. And I thank you that we will all work together and that we will be a part of this mighty mm -hmm. Jesus revolution that is going to take so. place in this world before you come. And I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So amen. Be. Amen. All right. Well, everybody, I want you to go ahead and do something for me really quick. Hang on to me. Let me get this ready. All right. So I put a link in the description and it's to Krista's YouTube channel. So if you don't see it, you can just refresh it. Once we end this, just hit refresh. You go to the description and then when you click on it, it's going to go right here. It's going to take you to this. All right. There's we, more content to come. I promise. 291 subscribers, guys, we can boost that. Come on. We can boost that. This is a big deal. Kristen, and I've been talking about this for at least a year. Uh, it's have. been about a year, you know, and I even saw you doing this and I think I showed you like, yeah, that's actually been on my heart. Uh, I'm just waiting for the right time. So this is a big deal, guys. This is like a big faith step for her. And look, that looks freaking sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. So Go over there, click on the um, click on the the link, and um, and then go subscribe, everybody. Thank subscribe you, to her channel. Link is in the description. If you open up the description, it's under follow Krista. Right at the top it says show Krista some love and subscribe to her channel. You click on that link right there. That'll take you right there. So, Thank Krista, um, how else can people follow you? Well, they can find me on Instagram and that's at Krista J Bullock also. And so you can, you can follow me and all, all my wild adventures on, mm -hmm. on Instagram and, yeah. and Facebook is the same way. And it's all the same picture at the moment. So it's all that, that pink picture. The that branding. It's, it's all about branding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about the brand, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's all to keep the main thing, the main mm -hmm. thing, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so it's very exciting. Well, Krista, I'm thank you so me. much. I I just think you're great. I always love having you on the show. So thank you, man. Yeah.
I feel like your family, you're probably the Elijah Fire that, family. That's the way I feel about yeah. you guys. And I absolutely love being here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, yeah. And I think you're, you're, I was hearing your dad and Steve talk about apparently you guys are planning something him, he, Steve and your dad are planning something. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm bringing yeah. the whole 11th hour team over here. You guys are going to be over in Oregon. And I, my heart left with joy. Cause I was like, do I get to meet Kristen in person? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll keep people updated. It'll, it'll, yeah. we'll, we'll announce it when all the plans come together. So stay tuned. Yeah. That'll be epic. That'll be epic. All right. So everybody have a blessed weekend, have an epic weekend. Epic. Join us on Monday. We've got Vinny Harris, who some of you might recognize his name. Some of you might not. He is Krista Elisha's worship leader of the worship band that follows her. It's called, they're called come up here. He is the, one of the main guys that does that. And he's been doing a lot of experimentation with worship right now. Um, late night worship sessions, experimenting with sounds. That's something God is really doing right now with just creativity in general, especially in worship. Awesome. So it's going to be a great episode. You guys, I'm very excited about it. So that's, that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. So that'll be with Vinny Harris. Also, there's a donation link at the end. ElijahFire.com slash donate. All donations go towards keeping this free. There's a lot of people that work behind the scenes, a lot of hard work, a lot of moving parts. And then we also take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts across the globe. We're digging a new fresh water well every three days, which is amazing. And that's because of donations like your guys. So God bless you guys. And we will see you on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Vinny Harris. Shalom. Bye, everybody. Shalom. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.